0: back to cast me to hell with me seb and with me robbie and this week we are delving into the back catalogue of mr john carpenter with a long overdue look for both of us having never seen this one before in the mouth of madness or as i kept calling it consistently the mountains the of mountains madness, of madness yeah which i believe you said is that the book
1: i think that's the the story with by H. in H. the Lovecraft.
0: story or an actual book
1: the, in the actual book by H.P. Lovecraft that, I, I think it, yes. it's Mountains of Madness yes
0: that's fa- yeah that is right that's where I got that from it's the H.P. Lovecraft I was more aware of that I think than the name of this film <laughs> so I just kept thinking it was Mountains and Mountains for some reason made more sense to me than the Mouth of Madness I don't know I don't I, kind of, I don't know I think
1: I get the idea now now yeah. I've watched it and know, now I know it's Mouth of Madness but the film is basically like oh. What if HP Lovecraft was about this these days and wasn't a, a nutter? Yeah, you know, yeah. And a massive racist. <laughs> you know, yeah, like... yeah, yeah. And
0: what about whom? Yeah. What, and what <laughs> if basically the cult of HP Lovecraft, basically yeah. the people that follow you, the people that. What if uh, what if he could bring his creations to life as well? <laughs> yeah. But we
1: were saying that this is from, you know, one of the goats, uh, John Carpenter. And it was the first watch for. Uh, kind of both of us, and uh astute listeners of the Cast Me to Hell podcast, the Cast Me to Hell franchise, uh will actually be aware that a like a couple of episodes ago we briefly mentioned In The Mouths of Madness and we briefly were like, oh we should cover that maybe. Yeah. Um <laughs> so we are now covering it because we both went away from that recording just agreeing to do it. Uh we're both massive John Carpenter fans. Um, love his movies, love his style of films, but this was a first watch for both of us, and it was one that I'd heard about. I'd yeah. kind of heard the line like, you know, do you do you read Sutter Kane? Mm. I'd seen pictures and I'd, I'd seen, seen like parts screenshots. And stuff like that
0: because um, we'd also covered um, Event Horizon previously. Yeah, go check it out. But um, and there's a, obviously there's a part in this where Sam Neil has a very similar looking part that I think. Mm, maybe uh, it was borrowed into yeah. horizon with the the crosses over his bot like over his body but hit, they're drawn in this one and that yeah. one they're sliced in but <laughs> um, i feel like that's a, a link that can't be like not like it's not just coincidental i feel like someone had watched obviously sam neil a little bit more and be like i'm i'm going to steal from john carpenter a little yeah um, but i'd seen the same image the the image of the drawn ones on him kind of thing because I remember when I was watching Event Horizon I was like I'd seen pictures where it was drawn on you and I was like oh no it's a different film (laughs) I
1: I also find it really weird that but I've really warmed to Sam Neil because most until like relatively the past like few years i'd pretty much only known him as uh, for jurassic park you don't yeah alan and i grant, that was yeah awesome. alan grant and i will i'll be completely honest yeah it's a classic but i always thought sam Neill was absolutely dog shit in that film i don't know whether it's the character i don't know whether it's he's over bloomed by the sexual man that is okay. jeff goldblum um but i always thought that he was kind of Poo in there, for lack of a better word, and then I saw him in uh, Peaky Blinders, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, Sam Neill's good." Then yeah. I saw him in Event Horizon, and I was like, "He's kind of cool." And then I saw him in this, and I was like, "I, I kind of vibe with Sam Neill now." Yeah, you yeah. know, he's kind of got <laughs> he, he can play kind of mad, and he can play quite
0: interesting characters. He has quite a range. I think I think that's why I think in Jurassic Park he's meant to be this kind of wooden kind of character. Yeah, he's meant to be playing the wooden art like of the arc. Of the people involved, he's meant to be like the uptight one. So I think it's out of the other characters, he's the hardest to warm to. Yeah. I think that's kind of the point. Yeah, because <laughs> he's meant to be the one that's like he's out of all of them the one that you would leave with the kids is not him. Kind of yeah. Thing. Yeah. And not for any diddly, no, <laughs> yeah Yeah, it's... not for diddly. Let's not get <laughs> you know, that. Out <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> if that, if that, in that case, you just wouldn't leave them with. Um, Ah, damn, I've blanked on his name now. Who's the guy who's also in Seinfeld, who's in Jurassic Park? The fat guy that gets eaten. Oh, uh,
1: Nedry. (laughs) Nedry, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember his his name. His actual acting, his real name. No, not his acting
0: name. That's what I mean. I I was trying to remember his name in Seinfeld, to be honest. Uh, uh, Newman. Newman, that's the one. (laughs) I was going to call him Newman, and then I blanked that out like that. Yeah. Um, So, this is... um,
1: This is 90s Carpenter. 1994. As well, which is an interesting period, because... Uh, the 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 this is kind of towards the twilight of john carpenter's career let's be honest um you know bust onto the scene massively with halloween i think he did like dark star before and then he did you know back to back churning out classics i kind of think that he did some absolutely banging films during the 80s and then you get to like late 80s prince of darkness was one that we mentioned i haven't watched it yet but yeah. it seems to be that almost like prince of darkness onwards you then get to the 90s where you have in the mouths of madness but then you also have um escape from la
0: you want me to give you the list in order you, you yeah that's i it. I've got it in front of me so i might as well so 1974 dark star then assault on precinct 13 banger yeah halloween banger the fog great escape from new york banger. great the thing amazing banger. christine yeah pretty damn good Starman, i'd mentioned that a few episodes ago that's yeah. beat, them, beat, the <laughs> the dog beat shit. them to dog, dog shit death yeah <laughs> uh and then uh big trouble in little china that good people don't like that one quite as much but i think it's fun prince of darkness was actually 87 so that yeah. one was still within the 80s um which I said I have seen but I have mainly forgotten which I don't <laughs> yes. think because most John Carpenter films I remember pretty clearly so I don't think that that's an amazing quote on that one and I know that was not part but that is counted as the first part of the Apocalypse Trilogy I think The Thing did didn't it was it The Thing was Yeah, The, the Thing fig. the first part Are they li- the is, thing, is it The Thing Prince uh, of, Prince of Darkness, Darkness and then it, Mouth of Madness yeah yeah okay well, that makes sense because there are lots of things in the mouth of madness that are very thing-like. Yeah. <laughs> um, then in '88, they did "They Live." Banger. 1992: Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Oh, I've never I, heard of that. I've heard of it, but I, I think it's like a comedy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I Chase it. I don't know. And then after was of Madness," in '94, he did "Village of the Damned." Which was five. And then we're yeah. getting back onto Escape from L.A., Vampires, Ghost war. and uh, I like so, Vampires. you know. So, lots of good ones, but people, uh, they definitely are ones that went from, like, I mean, let's be honest, pretty much right through from the 70s to the mid-80s. Probably, I think, Big Trouble in Little China, or Starman, or what I mentioned before, or possibly Christine, because there are some people that are mixed on Christine. That's around the time they started to go a little bit yeah. mixed in kind of their... Ability. He was
1: slinging dong for a long time.
0: By the '90s, they were definitely getting very—you know—pretty much all of his '90s ones. I think most people would say are mixed bags. Um, yeah, you know, and then there are people that love them. They lived, obviously. They live is obviously a clack cult, yeah, clap, cult classic, classic, but wasn't loved at its time. No, um, and then yeah, lots of these ones, and including this one, Mouths of Madness. It was a flop at yeah. the box office. Um, it did not do well. It uh, had a budget of eight million, but some people would say eight to fourteen million. Yeah, but it only made eight million. So it it made yeah. back what they thought it did, but really technically it didn't make it. Back did all make its money. It did make it. Yeah. Um, and sadly, that is what started to happen with John Carpenter films. Though well, he did have a string. Most of his nineties ones were a string of flops. It's you a know, shame, Village man. of the Damned, Ghosts of Mars. I think they were all. Yeah, they were all flops. Sadly. Um, And they all kind of have, yeah, as I said, they weren't quite as full, you know, there was a, with those early 70s and 80s ones, there was something that felt like a real eye for what he was doing, a real, like, I don't know, it it really, he was really specific in certain parts, there was just moments where he'd let them breathe and take their time into that. Some of the later ones feel much more like they're rushed, like he's just kind of putting them out there. Kind of Maybe. Thing. And they're still good films. I, I still think most... There's not actually many bad films on that list, the ones I've seen, but I definitely always felt that some of the later ones definitely feel a little bit more like... They're engaging, fun, but they're not quite of those early 80s ones or those 70s. Yeah. Like, that, that, those 80s ones or Halloween or The Thing or the big hitters kind of thing. Yeah. They're not quite... They're not quite there. They're not quite as character-driven or they're a little bit more cheesy, some of them, especially Ghost of Mars. I have seen it, yeah. Have you not seen Ghost no, of Mars? No. Oh, I've heard bad things. I watched that loads was a kid, but it is a cheese fest of a film. It is, yeah. A, you know, it is a proper, two, like two, Is that, I think that one was 2000, but it's a proper 2000 kind of film. Really? It's like on a spacecraft... Kind of almost Jason X, kind yeah. of like a little bit like that. Not as bad, no not like in some ways as bad as that. But you know, it's got like Ice Cube and stuff like yeah, that. No yeah, I know Ice Cube. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's it's an odd one. That one, it's got an odd like taste to it. Taste to it. <laughs> taste to it. <but> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but this film, I mean, it. I I found that it was mostly a really good film. I thought there were. I thought I was massively into it. I think even from the. Kind of from the beginning, going into it, knowing that it's kind of, it's about you know effectively cosmic horror, which is always very tricky to do when it comes to films. I think yeah. when you're doing when you're doing it through a book or something like that, it's a lot easier of a of a medium to get it across. I think, mm. but when it comes to films, particularly, I think it can be a bit of a struggle. Uh, but I kind of feel that this film was did it really well um, from the opening where we get the uh, we get the printing of the book you know in the mouths of madness um, oh yeah yeah and we get John Carpenter doing the score but it's gone away from that kind of synth that he's famous for and it's a bit more like rocky guitar probably which is a yeah. bit of a bop.
0: I quite yeah I really enjoyed the soundtrack of this film it was a proper like straight and I think I messaged you saying one thing yeah. I can say so far is that the soundtrack film feels a bit like a banger kind of thing. Yeah. It was just it was straight in. I remember just bopping along to that kind of thing as uh, as we kinda of get to that first kind of Sam Neil being dragged into the psychiatric. It's yeah. <laughs> kind of the, one of the first you see the book created but then you kind of we kind of jump for like jump for yes, jumping forward a bit to like yeah the end kind of thing in a way but um, and we're seeing him being dragged in and we see John John Glover another actor Big Glover. Who's for, for a few of his kind of horror roles and things like that um, he is the kind of cheesy psychiatrist that's kind of there who uh, I thought seemed a little bit out of place just at the, that scene but then <laughs> in comes Sam Neill and he's not exactly going like He's not exactly going totally serious with it. He's definitely in a mad, kind of, a bit hammy with it. Yeah, I he mean. has that fun. There's a little bit of that kind of thing, which works because when he goes... Because it's different from what he is in the most of the film, because most yeah. of the film, he's quite a serious kind of character who's trying to take everything... Not that he doesn't have, like, his little fun moments. Yeah, like he's a bit he likes to times. He likes to play his little pranks occasionally and things like that, because uh, he's a bit full of himself as a character. He's not the most... Likable of characters, definitely early on. I don't. No, think.
1: I think, but I think this is very something that kind of flows through a lot of John Carpenter characters. Is yeah. they are a lot of the times they're really cool, but they're not that great of people or they no. not particularly the nicest people like if you think about like snake bliskins like he's he's cool as fuck but he's he's kind of like he's a bit of a bell end. even um you know uh tom atkins in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the fog is a bit of a bit of a prick you get like rowdy Roddy piper and they yeah. live is a bit of a prick yeah like, they're, they're all kind flawed of flawed characters flawed characters yeah, yeah. But they kind of have this coolness to them, and I, I think I Samuel think it did it
0: works that. with this kind of one because of the kind of tale it's kind of telling. Yeah, um, it's kind of a bit of a in my head thinking a bit like a wicker man kind of thing. But the kind yeah. of person who's kind of going is is quite flawed and might not be that likable, but then at the same time, I think even from early on in this film, because obviously you get this tease at the beginning that he's in, he's being dragged into a psychiatric. Yeah. and then we're going to go back to find out why um from straight away it's kind of like yeah you may not want to like this person no. <laughs> you, there may be reasons why you shouldn't like this person <laughs> um but it's it it definitely draws you in so obviously he is um he's he's an insurance investigator yeah um and um it's it's odd because obviously we get those teasers straight away of how um how Sutton's books yeah the writer, who, Sutter Kane, yeah, Sutter Kane, who are weak, Is our kind of our main? I don't really know what to call him. Yeah, like we could say villain in a way, but he, he's not quite. There's a I kind of, kind is. of is, yeah. he's an antagonist. Yeah, yeah. Um, we get these kind of little teasers about how the world is being affected by his yeah. books. Um, that that one of those first bits when we like first meet Sam Neil as the insurance investigator. When yeah. He's, when he's talking to the uh, his friend across the table, I thought was quite an interesting scene.
1: Uh, what in the diner? In the diner oh, the part. diner was awesome. The diner scene. It I was kind of quite... like
0: missing certain, I'm skipping some. I mean, yeah, but that's what that's what we did. But this was the first know? kind of key bit that I thought that really popped into my head, like where you can slowly see the guy over the street.
1: Yeah, I thought it was really cool, and the whole film kind of has this that John Carpenter vibe to it, like color wise, how it's shot. Yeah, um, and that was a very john carpenter thing to do you have like a a conversation between people and then you get the the axe man in the back kind of walking up to them and there's no it's all kind of one single shot yeah and it's really fucking class and then he he smashes it and he's like do do you read sutter kane and he's got like those fucking deformed eyes
0: Uh, yeah it's the way like that everyone else around is like you can see them starting to panic and run and these two guys are just so like involved in their conversation um, or kind of Sam Neill's character is actually kind of being a little bit like braggy about how good he is. At yes, he's talking man. about how good he is. At um, he's on a little bit of a kind of a, almost a little bit tangent going on a bit about himself while this guy's getting closer and closer and closer and yeah. closer. There you go. Kind of, I guess you can test the audience. Maybe we want this guy to get an accident. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it does
1: make you think. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. It's, it's a nice little setup, the, the window smashing,
0: the police shooting the guy in the head. Yeah, um, just shooting him down dead. Like, just like what the fuck? And they didn't even know what was coming. They didn't even no. see the mass of it. Um, and it gives us that first scene of who the fuck is so okay
1: <laughs> and then finding out that he's the agent. Yeah, that's when I was like, okay, like. Mm. this is for this is really weird because like I said I'd heard the line do you read Sutter kane um but I didn't really like going into the film I didn't know anything about it watching yeah. it as I kind of watched it more and more I kind of started to think all oh, right I kind of see where this is going now yeah, uh, yeah becoming a slightly kind of a bit a bit predictable. Uh, but the opening when they're kind of establishing Sutter Kane and a lot of these conversations they have until about, you know, two thirds of the way through where we actually meet him are basically like talking about the effect that he has on people. Like, oh, yeah. his but, bo- you know, his books have caused people to go f- to be fucking terrified and his books have caused people to do like weird shit. And then you kind of when we meet yeah. Linda. Linda, that's so we got
0: it. sorry. Sam Neill's is John Trent, and Linda Styles um, is the the main. I don't know the main lady for him to bounce off. <laughs> yeah, um, and there's a quite a lot of that because quite a lot of those early scenes are basically like him kind of being a bit like, why should I be doing this? Why, why do the classic. Why well, would I go after to try and find him? Well, I think well, she's kind of. You don't realize how popular his is, do you? You don't yeah. realize how. And even she's giving an idea of like it's insanity out of like all of the books we publish, this one is like a hundred times more successful. Like it leads to people being Well the... like so like feverishly drawn yeah. in by this man. Like what is going on? Like well, you...
1: they keep referencing Stephen King. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're like he blows Stephen King out of the water. <laughs> and I think the interesting dynamic is that you, you ha Linda Styles is like such a believer that he's gone missing and almost in like the power of his work you know they keep saying like there's riots because people can't get hold of the book yet um there's already like they're already making the movie but we don't even have the finished book yeah and it's it's kind of like the more that she talks about how elusive he is you know he's like he's disappeared he sent half the book and then 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 vanished and he's like, well, they're fucking, they're doing this as an insurance claim. He's probably not even writing the book. Yeah. I, I'm going to find him to prove them wrong. He's so kind of, it's similar to the, the main character in The Wicker Man. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's kind of like so headstrong in his convictions mm-hmm. and so having to be right. And this is how you do it and believing in himself so much that that's ultimately what kind of dooms him is yeah, the yeah. fact that he's like, well, I'm going to go find this guy. Yeah, and prove it's a f- prove it's a hoax. Prove everything wrong. You know his yeah. books aren't that good.
0: Yeah, he's he because he has this consistent belief of basically not believe that like you just generally shouldn't believe people in yeah. like in general like that people will are liars. People will lie and distrustful and they will keep things from you and I'll, yeah f- I'll find out what it is that he's keeping from them. It's always interesting because I think, there's, but there's also that little bit of the way he talks about them. He's talking about them like they're that, but then he also is kind of judgmental about the fact that basically the only reason they're there is because it's not. He's not there to finish the book to make them more money. They don't really care about so much about the man yeah. as they do about the, the money. How much money is that? Like this guy gonna make you kind of thing. That's what you care about, isn't it? And that's why I'm here. But then at the same time, he's also there, like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking find him. And I'm gonna make you that. money. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get you that money back, or we're gonna get that money back.
1: I love um, when he. I love when he buys the books and he starts reading it. And it's almost like as he starts to read the books, and I think like Sir Kane has done six books or something. The main one yeah. that keeps they keep referring to is um, Hobbes, the the horror in Hobbes or something like that. Um, but one scene that I thought was was really Fucking class is when he starts to have this kind of weird dream and we get the first yeah. kind of bending in reality almost, when he's like walking, he's walking through shithole New York as well, you know, it's <laughs> the 90s like it's still a shithole Yeah. It, until like Seinfeld was <laughs> in its prime, I think that's how that's how New York was maybe yeah, um, so. it's just like, <laughs> hair and needles everywhere, shithole, police beating beating homeless men off in yeah, corners, no, that, you know. that's just
0: what it is I, I, I'm pretty sure, to be fair, I don't think it's necessarily I think in horror it's still a shithole New York maybe. is like the pit of hell it looks alright <laughs> The screen,
1: you know, it kind of looked all
0: right. Uh, yeah, it's all right, I guess. But there's still people getting murdered in alleys. And yeah, it's but, pretty uh, normal. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> um,
1: but we get that weird dream where he's like witnessing the homeless guy get oh, battered. Yeah, yeah, that's and then, so
0: bizarre. Like those the the repeating, returning to that kind of constant yeah. nightmare. Um, the fact that you keep seeing people that are kind of unclear and you can't tell who they are. The yeah. police officer. At first, you cut. You don't get to see him directly. You just see that he's beating up a guy for no yeah. reason, and he keeps having these. Yeah, it's always related to something that's like something that would be unjust kind of thing. And yeah, he keeps imagining that same scene again and again and again. Um, it's yeah, it's quite effective, I thought, in that scene, especially as it goes on in that scene gets more like the more you find out about it the more it starts to get weirder. Yeah. With revealing more about like what the cop looks like and bits like that, revealing his face being yeah. mangled. And you know yeah, his face lot...
1: is fucked up and then you get like the weird like villagers coming down the yeah, alley as, it adds, as well. Yeah, which is
0: linked at the same time that that kind of is happening in the town. When, yeah. they, when they arrive in the town. <laughs> it's all
1: really weird. And then that that scare got me when he's back in his flat uh, asleep. And then like you're like, oh, okay, the dream's over. And then the cop sat next to him. You know, The double fake out. I'm quite prone to that, unfortunately. Like I, I kind of lower my, lower my guard and then get got again. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I like the map part as well. You know, where he looks at the books and then he kind of like oh, rips yeah. off the cover and he makes the map. And yeah. it all kind of, I in my head, it all kind of feeds into, at least for Sam Neill's character, this idea that they're kind of like trying to test him. And he's like, well, wow, I fucking cracked that he's put yeah, the map yeah. of New England, you know, and I'm going to find him in this town.
0: And, oh yeah, yeah. The, uh, New Hampshire is the location because that's what Hobbs End which yeah. is a fictional saying in the thing, but he's like, I think that this is where he manages to solve his little puzzle because yeah. he is the genius that is Sam Neil. He well, is not the not the character, just Sam. Neil. <laughs> just Sam Neil said, "I know <laughs> what's going on here." So um, yeah, I get that bit's bizarre. And obviously, those keep building as they go because Linda then um, Linda ends up joining him on the journey, yeah. which. Because it's a John Carpenter film and maybe it's just because I'm used to ones with Tom Atkins. Just, <laughs> he's just got a bone. just when's the fuck coming. Yeah, when they, know know? In. when they pipe it. When they pipe it. Because it's always a t- John Carpenter still likes to add in a little bit of pipe. A little bit can. of pipe. You not, not in everyone, but But like quite often when it's the, like the style of this kind of one felt like when's the piping? in. Yeah, when's the <laughs> piping coming? You know? I'm, I'm prepared for the piping. But Linda um, continuing with the bizarre like... Um, Bizarre kind of phenomena that they kind of mentioned that you mentioned a second ago when they're driving through the night. Yeah. So obviously, it's like she starts to. um Well, know. she sees a little. She's driving through the night because she swaps oh, the, over the person on the bike. That's what and yeah. <laughs> then you see like this
1: little this little boy on the bike, Uh and then they drive Ten. past him. Yeah. yeah they yeah. drive. They overtake the little boy, and then as they keep driving an old man on the bike drives yeah, yeah. past them and it's really weird
0: it is because it's a really weird the makeup as well the makeup looked to me like um, it looked like Grandpa out of Texas Chainsaw mask. that's what I was the kind with white of wig on yeah. <laughs> yeah it looked a bit like that like the, it looked like it was like well that's obviously not actual like yeah. it's not some actual face <laughs> that's, a, that's like a mask that's coming over but I was like at the same time I was like that just yeah it looks like you've just hit Grandpa out of Texas Chainsaw yeah. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> just, just driving down on, on the way past Past the uh, house, they just drive past the house, and they're like <laughs> you yeah. just see Leatherface in the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> damn that, Grandpa.
1: That bit was awesome, man. I thought it was really cool. I yeah. thought because it starts the it starts the build of like this is fucking weird. And I think when you're looking at like cosmic horror, it's kind of got to be head scratching. It's got to yeah. be like it should be confusing. And I've, yeah.
0: to be fair to to say these to be fair, these kind of films don't often tend to actually do that well anyway because general public audiences tend to be a bit like, what the fuck's I'm I'm not like they lose like they lose interest quite quickly. Like a lot yeah. of this style of horror where it's very complex or like one thing after yeah. the other. It is they're the kind of ones that do end up being divisive films. Because people either like this kind of thing and they can get into it or they're just like, what the fuck is that?
1: And that's the thing. It is it's very much a, like and, is
0: this and if you also so, think about it from that context of this being like a continuing of like a you know it's not an actual trilogy but they're lightly linked kind of trilogy yeah kind of thing. but you know if if people had heard like oh yeah this is related to things like the thing or things like that then they're gonna be that that's also gonna drive people to be a bit more like uh this is not what i want yeah. to see yeah <laughs> <laughs> i want to see like the dog appear. So yeah where's the dog tearing the world apart kind of
1: i mean we we do see uh we do see a dog scene which is really funny yeah we do um, but like when we I, I love the old the old man on the bike scene and then they suddenly cut to day yeah and they've just arrived
0: they drive over that like classic not Sam Neil being a naughty boy by, uh, by waking her up in a <laughs> he does. He gets. A, what does he get? He just does summon, doesn't he? He just. I, I was about to say he gets like an air horn out. In like I, think is it. Air horn. I think it's an air horn. I think it's an air. I don't know why I, realized, I like I just remember horn. him having a little cheeky grin on his. Yeah, thing. he was it's a like, cheeky boy. Oh, I've been a cheeky boy, but I'm gonna get this air horn out and wake this lady up because I don't like her, even though I definitely want to fuck her. Yeah, he definitely. i was <laughs> like they're gonna fuck. Like, he's definitely there. Like he's like I'm gonna play with you, and it's it is in that it is in that kind of like. Pulling your pigtails, kind of way. Like, yeah. He, he messes with her but at the same time like I think even before they leave there's like a moment by the elevator And yeah. it's like they get oddly close because he's like basically like you annoy the fuck out of me but would we you like to like come me. home? <laughs> would you like to go out with me tonight? <laughs> yeah. Would, <you> like, <laughs> would you like to make love? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. And was... she's just like God no. And then he's like yeah. Well, we're gonna <laughs> talk after but like You're in my car now, so yeah. you're gonna fuck at some point. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's the implication, you know.
0: <laughs> I actually can't remember if they do. <laughs> I can't I don't think they do. <laughs> I don't think they do. Uh, so if you were expecting that building it's yeah. not coming. <laughs> I like
1: when they get to, to Hobbs, you know, and it's kind of it's just empty yeah. and Linda Styles is like, "Oh, this is oh I can't believe where we are. It's like, you know, this is the town from the book and she kind of starts to see like,
0: well, this is where like this is fangirl, is not you? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, nah, you're fucking Yeah, you you're putting me out. It leg. is basically completely deserted because i I I thought it was really effective because obviously they drive all the way like through the town. Um I might be wrong, you might see one or two people, but I don't think it's until after they actually see that they start to go back into the town that they start to see people yeah, no. pop up. It's as if everyone was avoiding but I guess that could be because we get later where we get a kind of people that are coming up in like a big a big, like a big mob big mob of people that are coming. so I guess they were all gathering together <laughs> somewhere to pour out of the, I don't know, the church hall or something. So it's so um, weird. But... What's really effective is, yeah, when they first get up to that, and they arrive and they see the, the, the manor of Kane yeah. and they, you know, get out of the car and they start to go towards up the steps, and they're like, as if, like, no, nothing's quite right here. And yeah. Then we get the mob that start to arrive around them. Um, I don't think that's the yeah. app. Is that not yet? No, no, that's later. But they go into the... They go well, into they happened the happened pretty quick with the
1: mob. <laughs> Now they go to the air. They, I was about to say to the <laughs> <laughs> they go to the Airbnb. They go to the Airbnb. They go to the like the the motel, and Linda Stiles is like, "Oh wow, this is like this is exactly how it was in the you know in the uh, in the book, the Hobbs Horror or the Horror at Hobbs," oh, and yeah. then she's like, "This is old Miss Baxter. She kills her husband, and." Oh, he's yeah. like, nah, not that old bit. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just like an old woman, you know, like a sweet old woman. He They go upstairs and she's like,
0: oh, you know, I remember I re- this happened he, yeah. after. I thought they'd visited Sutter Kane's building. Then when no. they have not gone anywhere, then they went to the no. afterwards. Because this Somebody is what... see it... Things like the old lady has the man... No, that's on the way. ...hinged up underneath and things like that. Because <laughs> what
1: happens is they, they're in the hotel room and he's, you know, he said, well, you know... You've left like one detail out because I've read, I've been reading those books as well. I've been studying them. And he keeps referring to Sutter Kane as being like a hack and his writing not being great and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And he's like, um, outside of the window, it would be like the, you know, like the, the, I think he calls it like the black church because it's, you know, it's got, it's like made out of like black brick and it's got like those kind of like dome style uh, roofs. And he opens the window and it's not there. And she's like, well, it was on the east side and then when she opens the window the church is there and then oh, yeah. that's when they go and there's something like there's like they try and get into the church they can't get in there then the mob turn up and they're was- like give me the little boy back or something um
0: yeah, I was going to say, all of that yeah. bit felt like it played out over a fairly longer bit to get to that point, actually, but... Yeah, I, I, don't know I, why I, some, I sped through it. On the bit I'm looking at here, it's very much glossed over completely. It is. It, it pretty much goes from that to the guy that's in the mob committing suicide, which I felt was a much bigger point from getting yeah, to the town to get into that, but they what get... I'm reading here is completely glossed over that Oh, yeah, part of and course. like, ah, oh, that bit doesn't matter. That's it doesn't the... matter about meeting Sir Kane. Yeah. It doesn't no, matter no, about No, of course parts.
1: not, because when they're leaving... That's when um, he sees something in the in the the painting, and you hear like the whimper, and he goes up to the old woman, and she's like, "Yep, yeah, I'll see you later, whatever." And then uh, you the camera pans down, and you, you see like the naked old man, like handcuffed to her leg, yeah, and you're yeah. like, mm, "The fuck is going, <laughs> on? Is going on?"
0: Yeah, I was really say, weird. She, the 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 lady playing that is the grandmother in. Uh... Uh, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, no, not Happy Gilmore. She's Billy. Uh, no, no, It is Happy Gilmore. I Happy Gilmore. Yeah, she was. She was from Happy Gilmore. Um, and also the um, the man I've mentioned who is the leader of the of said mob. who yeah. is also the uh the man who I have mentioned who commits suicide in the bar later on. Uh, I, I noticed him straight away because he has such a weird looking face. He's yeah. an odd looking man. Um, because he is the uh, he is from Ghostbusters 2 you know the the villain who is in the painting
1: I've never seen Ghostbusters 2 you've never seen Ghostbusters 2 no. I've uh, seen the villain in the painting but I didn't realise that was that, 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 that was it's the it's man it's, the, it's a the
0: same man, I was just there I, was, I couldn't stop staring at him. I was like why do you look so weird and so familiar at the same time have you haunted me in my dreams yeah. <laughs> It was like oh, no no, you, you are from Ghostbusters 2 so many recognisable faces in small roles and his is an Oddly, like, he pops up for that, but yes, he does then kind of warn, like, Trent or Samuel, I'll just be referring to the whole term. Yeah, which he, is cool, Samuel. He, he warns him to basically get Fuck out off. of this town. Yeah. Get out of this town, you are you are going to be doomed if you stay here. And then just, like, blows his head off with a shotgun. <laughs> well, we
1: get the really weird dog scene as well, don't we? You know? What's the... Where, so they turn up, the mob turn up at the church... Oh, and yeah, Styles yeah. and Sam Neill are like, we need to, we need to fucking skedaddle. So yeah, they leave and then they, they confront Sutter Kane and like the doors to the church kind of like suddenly open and he basically, he's got like a five kill streak. So he calls in the dogs you know? oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then just like a bunch of like Doberman start attacking everyone and it's in like slow motion and it's fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. really weird. And he just feels yeah. so out of place.
0: It does, yeah, because it also kind of feels like, I don't know, because you know that obviously there's something wrong with, like you know, such a, you know there's something more to him kind of yeah thing, But it's not exactly like straight away laid all out there kind of thing, but that kind of straight away makes him completely like, yeah, so I, it's fine. I, like Obviously the whole town is against him, so you know that he's a bad guy, but it's like, yeah, I can just, I can just lay my dogs on you. I can have my dogs tear you to pieces if I want them yeah. to.
1: Yeah. Well, the weird thing is they've all got shotguns, but nobody takes a shot at the dogs. And yeah. And there's, yeah, yeah. I think there's in there, there's an equal amount of man versus dog. It, yeah. So I'd have at least taken <laughs> two shots.
0: You know. I mean, even if I'm not taking a shot at the dog, I'd be taking a shot at the one who just unleashed them upon me. Maybe. Take a shot at Sutter <laughs> Maybe.
1: Yeah. One shot at him, dead eye. One <laughs> shot at him, and then one shot at the
0: dog. You know. <laughs> but instead, they just kill themselves (laughs) yeah they don't but i'm not like that that's the kind of act that they basically go on to basically just kill themselves so they might as well have just gone ah fuck yeah let's just turn them on ourselves lads let's kill each other
1: because i think like it that's the problem when you you know when you're trying to go on your own notes that you make my the notes on my are mine are very vague so i've got like um the old man on the bike is so weird um, the, the old church in the, the window is great
0: I did just uh, notice that the old man on back apparently is meant to be an aged version of Saturn so that's why he looks like that so he's got the same hair oh, Sutt, okay, no, that's okay. why he's got the long hair so it's meant to be her oh, seeing fair. like in, an aged or dying Sutton Kane basically that she's killing him in some way or she's taking life from him or something okay like. I
1: just thought because he's like he won't let me go I thought it's was just like this dude this kid's just got to ride a bike yeah now. yeah just <laughs> old man because f-
0: that's like the he's uh, just mowing down an old man which I guess is a bad enough thing to do yeah
1: <laughs> well do you remember we, we spoke about this on um a previous episode, I think it might have been during The Exorcist Believer. Um, we we defended it, so you know, go check it out if you haven't watched it. Um, and I mentioned during that that one of the thing that kind of like terrifies me is like this existential dread of like what if when I die. I it's not just fucking game over. What if it what if something else is yeah, there, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I find stuff like not this. Not
0: something good. <laughs>
1: yeah, not something good. What if they're like you know what
0: Rob you were a bit of a prank like yeah. you now have to your be your testicles are now going in this vice for a second yeah your testicles
1: <laughs> are going in the vice you have to put hot you know lead down your urethra because yeah, yeah, yeah. why because I said so you know <laughs> or you have to just fall forever
0: we've got this nice hot pipe if you we've know what have got it's this going. nice hot pipe yeah you know what it's doing. <laughs> we're Richard the third in you yeah you know? exactly Richard <laughs> the third that's who I was thinking about. there again. I was like I can't remember which one it was in my head Rip King yes um so this right like, <laughs> this idea
1: of there being like something greater is terrifying to me. So yeah. like parts of this film would did really freak me out, you know, like this whole idea of just like eternal damnation. This idea of like there being um, something that like i the reason why i'm struggling to put it into words is because you can't it the whole not, idea it, of i mean like, it's it's yeah.
0: all this is this is the the struggle i think with this film is that it is all it's a lot of quick scenes to put them into description to describe every part because it kind of just goes past kind of thing yeah. in your mind um you know it, it's a lot of scenes and it is a lot of scenes then building up to these scenes kind of thing but then there's a lot of conversations. It's always hard when it's mainly you're describing. You can't really describe the conversation, conversations, conversations yeah. and characters that clearly. So the film is a lot of either like kind of slower moments of discussing what's happening, or moments yeah. of madness, basically moments where your yeah. brain is seeing these images in these things happening. And um, I, I think that's part of what is like blocking in my head that I remember like the visual parts. But I'm struggling with actually what led them put kept them together. Well, you as, you mentioned as, before we recorded, that's kind of one of the
1: problems you had with the film. Yeah, well, I don't know if a problem's the right word. not it, to put words in your mouth.
0: No, no, it, it kind of is. It is it's again. It's my and it's what I said with Prince of Darkness. Actually, is that the fact that I remember certain I remember scenes and I remember certain parts of it. Yeah, but as a cohesive whole, I don't remember being like, oh yeah, I was fully drawn in by that or fully like interested in that. This one, it had definitely had some amazing parts where I was really drawn in by the visuals, but there was a lot of stuff that put it together and at points I think I was kind of losing interest in, or it felt like it was kind of covering ground. I felt like I was like, yeah, well, I got that. Okay. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> like I liked the visual part of it, but yeah, there, there's definitely art. And, and as it got further towards and it got more into it, uh, there definitely were some surprises that I didn't actually expect in this film because I got to be honest, I expected a lot of this from The turn I got at the start, the action stuff was like good at the start, but from the turn I got at the start, it felt like it was going to be a very human, existential with the yeah. extra kind of visions of bad things. Uh, luck, but then we did add in some, as I said earlier, there are some thing kind of inspired yeah. parts that well, I, I was really like, yes, this is very like uh, this is a, a nice added like part into the yeah. Thing.
1: Well, I would say that the like the halfway point kind of is when that kind of starts to kick in so when we, the town turns again yeah
0: like when they're actually actively trying to be like how do we get out of here how do?" and, and as sam Neill's character starts to go actually gets to the point when it's like yeah ah, here's the proper madness coming that's when i was kind of a bit more back in kind of thing well, i lost it a little bit in the middle
1: well linda goes <laughs> to see Sutter kane and you know he knows her as her agent but he basically we see this like giant door yeah, Which is yeah. like banging, and it's like got like it's all like slime coming from it, and he basically says like all of this time, I, when I was writing, I thought it was kind of just my ideas, yeah. but I was actually like a conduit almost yeah, for, for, a these greater, for these great, these higher yeah. power, these greater things, and this this book is going to be like the masterpiece. This is what's going to usher them in effectively um and then he make you know he forces her to see like to read the book um and you get that weird kind of like deformed monster on the back of his head yeah uh which is kind of like that's the conduit you know it's like yeah, talking yeah. to him it's like driving him and then she's like i fucking i've seen this like mm-hmm. i know that my part i've seen everything that happens and I know that my part is now done. And imagine, like, the terror of that is, imagine if somebody was just like, oh, said mate, you, yeah, yeah, you're done. Like, yeah, you've done everything. Your life is, is done. This is your now, only mate. part that matters now. You that's are finished. The whole reason for yeah. your life your existence it's now over yeah you've just got to be here now yeah you've achieved your goal can't do anything you've got nothing else to do yeah and that's when she's like well I mean in this situation
0: it's much it's much scarier if someone told me in general in life I mean there's there's two ways to take that because in one way in this situation I'm like right I'm done does that mean I'm a for her and it's like does that mean I'm about to Be dead because you're about to kill me because I have no purpose for you anymore, or you're about to sell my dog on you, or send some creature and get me, or or send me through that gooey ass door. (laughs) You know what I mean? But um (laughs) but in the other side of that, (laughs) if, if someone right now came down and be like, "You've achieved your goals, you're done." If you're in a comfortable place with that, then you're like. (laughs) All right. <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm clocking off. No, I'm going. up yeah, somewhere. I'm gonna going to live off. my life. Apparently, I don't have to do it any yeah, anymore. Yeah, I'm done. I'm mate. done mate. <laughs> yeah,
1: but that's it. Like that's the point where things start to get weird because from then, uh, Sam Neill tries to come to like find Sutter Kane. Sutter Kane's like, "Yep, yeah, you were supposed yeah. to come here. Like I wrote you as a character to come here," um, and then he's like, "Your basically your mission is to now." Take the take the thing back.
0: Yeah, yeah. and that's when I think like the take the take the the manuscript. Yeah, take the manuscript. Take the messages basically with you to spread to the rest. Yeah, kind of thing. And then
1: we get like the the shots of them kind of coming through the door and chasing after him, which I felt. I don't know. I kind of like half of me is really. I'm kind of torn on this scene because I was thinking. Part of it is like, okay, it's cool. I like the idea. I like that it's very like quick shots. We don't mm. properly see what they are. It's very quick shots of like boggling eyes and yeah. slime and teeth and stuff. But then we do get some bits where it almost looks a bit like saturday morning cartoon almost it's a bit like i'd have seen this on like power rangers you know yeah, yeah like men in suits
0: it's, you know? it's it is a little bit more whereas um with the desire and with the way they look yeah it is a little bit more like than say the thing when it was very like either human bodies you yeah know, distorted or when it wasn't if you saw it in any other form it tended to be quite distorted anyway so it yeah. wasn't like fully on show at certain points and when it was, it was mainly when a human's body was being like changed yeah. or something. So that's kind of what made it effective. Whereas here, it's kind of like, you've got kind of monsters that kind of look a little bit like they're kind of fucked up and twisted up a little bit like that, yeah. those kind of creatures. Um, but yeah, when you see them in like full shots, they do quite, it is a little bit like, we haven't, yeah. quite, we haven't got, quite got the effects to pull this off completely as I wanted to yeah. be because we're only using it for... Because it's not like they're a huge part of the film throughout. No. So it is. It does feel like they were like, well, we can't really afford to make them like amazing, amazing because they're not like the main point of the film kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: And to de- and to show them kind of like destroys the purpose of having like cosmic horrors that predate you know humanity that you co- your mind can't really comprehend. Yeah, yeah, you know, showing it, it too much is kind of a bit that. like, where do we go? Yeah, but then you see, like, when he, you know, creeps into the basement and he sees the old bin from the hotel, like <laughs> morphing and eating her yeah, husband. Yeah, That's yeah. really cool. We see Styles even gets like some kind of like squirming tentacle taking her in the bathroom, yeah. which is cool. And we get like this is where there the weird bits of those rampart. kind of
0: weirdness, not like. Not full of like body horror no. like we've seen but still like little mutations that kind of add, yeah. add a little aspect. And that's what I mean. The town kind of feels like it's going, well, mad in a world yeah. like that. It feels like it's kind of falling apart. Everything's kind of going a bit to disaster kind of zone. Yeah. Where each place that he's seeing is kind of worse than it even was yeah. before. Even though there was some weird fucked up stuff before, like with her husband and yeah. stuff like that. It was already kind of weird. It was weird. But now, and now, it's, now it's all like- out on the surface. It's now it's like the mission of this place, this town, you've got what you had to do, you kind of your your mission is to kind of to go to take that back. But at the same time it's a kind of case of like, well, does he want to do this? Yeah. Does he want to be a part of this? No. And also, like, the town is basically as a vessel or whatever. It's just kinda of like, Yeah, I don't need you guys so you guys can fucking destroy each other now. Yeah. They just turn <laughs>
1: on each other. And then we get the we get two great scenes where he's uh you know the the mob is kind of forming, and he yeah. reverses and he drives away and he keeps car, driving. Yeah. He drives to one point and then like Styles does that weird kind of like spider walk, which is fucking yeah, Barbie, yeah, yeah Where yeah. Her, like I, I heads really like those down. kind of bits. Uh, yeah, those bits did remind
0: I, those bits did remind me of that kind of thing. Style of that yeah kind of morphing, twisting body horror kind of in that way. Um, I liked that scene of him like driving because he's like just smashing through it. He's like I gotta get out of here, but obviously you've got the you've got the mob coming towards him. But then yeah. you had that scene, same bit in his like nightmare, his whatever, like yeah. his fantasy, whatever they were, like when he was seeing them of like when you got the reveal properly of the police officer who now looks himself mutated as he's yeah. beating the person and the mob starts to burn in him. So it's like something he's already kind of seen, seen yeah, you know. And then obviously, yeah. 'Cause he drives off but then he ends up back. He just, just he? keeps ending up back. Yeah, he there. keeps coming back and being like, What the fuck? And then he keeps seeing the mob coming closer and closer yeah. as he's getting there and yeah, that that built some proper tension there. I thought some yeah. proper like, what the fuck? Like, how do you get out of this kind of thing? Because this is the kind of thing. I would almost say one thing that I was a little bit. I understand the whole idea of the madness and that he's kind of telling the story back. Yeah, and how it became. I do think that 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 scene at the beginning takes away a lot of the sentient that comes later on because this very much feels like a mission of someone who is doomed. And I think it's like in the Wicker Man. If we started by showing him burning in the Wicker Man, it's like it takes the the tension out of i know i know that he's for the most part anyway going to be fairly you know he might be bad that's fine. yeah but i i think that i think the dread could have been better by cutting that first scene out of the film and as much as the whole dragon coming in i found it generally like fine but a little bit hammy a little bit cheesy yeah then throws off the next scene because that's not the way it is and we're kind of seeing it back but i just think Sometimes it's one of those tools used in films, and sometimes, sometimes it does work because yeah. it's it's kind of not exactly what you're seeing. And, and yes, this isn't exactly what you're like seeing at the beginning. It is yeah. twisted a little bit, but it's. I just didn't think it was enough because I think anytime you have a film where it's a a person going in to get something from a. A creepy, strange town. Yeah, I think we should be left with the idea of how the fuck you're gonna get out of this kind of thing. But because we knew the beginning, it again, it kind of whaps the tension out of some of these scenes.
1: See, I disagree because I kind of felt like um, it thematically it made perfect sense because the because every time he goes through this, he is reversing and then driving the other way, and it's that idea of like this is just going to repeat because that's yeah. what you're doing until you accept your fate of delivering this and he drives through them yeah that's the point where it's like
0: that's great it. and I, I think the tension in that works yeah. great. um but i still think i still feel that first scene took out the idea of how is he going to get out of this because we knew he was going to get out of this at some point i knew he needed to accept it yeah but at the same time it still would have been nice to feel like there was a little bit more tension as to whether his character is actually going to Properly make it through this out of this town well i think is i think it ups the ante for people it makes them feel a little bit more tension a little bit more suspense in that kind of scene then we know you're going to be all right we don't know about everyone else we don't know about linda and stuff like that so we've got other characters who are like yeah well actually it's just linda we don't really give a shit about anyone else (laughs) like we don't really get to know anyone else enough to kind of really care i think is kind of the thing so I think it's just like, it's just Linda and just him. And it's just kind of, so. because I had that at the beginning, it kind of made me feel like I didn't have to worry too much about his character. Linda, I didn't really care too much anyway. Like the scenes when she was doing stuff was like, cool. But um, from the second she started talking, I felt like she was kind of a doomed character anyway. And it was John Carpenter. So I was like, someone's got to be like fucked up and things like that. And I know it's not going to be your character. So it has to be Linda's character. It was these assumptions I was able to jump to because of that beginning. You know, I mean, that's why I didn't like it in that way.
1: Well, as we always say on the show, it's it's perfectly fine for us to disagree. (laughs) Though we hope that you enjoyed the episode and you've enjoyed the podcast because now it is officially over. It's over. (laughs) over. We we are no longer friends. We we can't disagree on one thing. It's it's not allowed. It's over. Goodbye. It's done. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I I like that. And then he kind of like he gets back. He he just appears once he's accepted his fate of like I have to deliver this and that's the only way I'm getting out. He then appears back in reality. You know Mm. Hobbs, the town of Hobbs is gone. It's like never on the map. And then I think this is where we get a scene that I fucking absolutely loved, and I'm pretty sure it's it's kind of now because he says like where's you know where's the way to the highway. Uh, to some little girl and he ends up kind of like going you know going back and i think he's getting a bus back into new you know new york or whatever and he's he's chatting to some old woman and then he falls asleep
0: yeah he has the vision at that point yeah yeah.
1: and so kane sat next to him like saying you know you've got to deliver this manuscript it's what i've written you to do and then he's like, I'm, I just won't deliver it. And then Sutter Kane says the line, um, you know, did I ever did I tell you my favourite colour is blue? And then when it cuts back, the whole colour filter of the rest of the film I has did. changed to be blue. You yeah, know, it's yeah. like, it's this incredible great. bit where you're like, it's already, the yeah, game yeah. is already won yeah, by yeah, Sutter yeah. Kane. You know, like, you're fucked,
0: man. It's well, it's already over. done because they already say like basically it cuts the head and basically that the manuscript's already been available for months basically well, that that's way. the
1: bit that i i ended up having to go back to because yeah. i was watching it he uh he gets back i think he does try to like track down if hobbs is a real town i'm not too sure but he ends up burning the thing and then he goes yeah. and he he speaks to the agent um we, he speaks to uh charlton heston you know oh yeah yeah. which is a really weird appearance you know he he says you know you have to steal this manuscript from my cold dead hands and he's like what do you mean you already gave it to me 17 months ago yeah yeah yeah. and i kind of had to rewind it and i was like what
0: yeah well it's it's an interesting part because it's a little kind of twist because it shows how kind of out of reality he has been yeah for this whole time like how much he is kind of going closer to that, that madness, I guess, that yeah. you kind of see. Um, and it, it, it does make you question, like, everything that's happened, like, who has he seen? Has anyone, like, seen him? Has he just been yeah. gone this whole time? Like, did he go off, and basically he's taken, it took him that long to actually get back, and he's yeah. stuck somewhere. Was he stuck in that odd reality for such a long time? So it is, that's one of the, like, the part of the twist that I thought was quite like, oh, okay, it does make you re-question the whole film again of like, yeah. where or what, or how long has this actually taken place? How long were you in these certain scenes? How long were you with it, with C- Kane? Okay, how long was the town stuck again, like, in this kind of non-stop, yeah. like, abyss of what they were in?
1: And it, I don't know, it's this fucking like, it's a real mindfuck I thought. And it's that whole thing of the, it, that the game was rigged against you from the start, you know? Like, you are one of his characters. He wrote you To come and deliver this, yeah, yeah. and it like what I particularly kind of one thing that I I love about it, and I think like John Carpenter has this very weird way of like I don't want to call him like Nostradamus, but (laughs) if when you look at like they live and you look at its its message on consumerism, Mm. where the world is now, and then you look at this film, and the kind of the idea behind it is that at least my understanding. Is that Sir Kane is kind of trying to free this monstrous kind of race. Um, the old ones they're called. And the idea is that the more people that believe in them, the more power they will have and eventually they will be able to break into the world and, and doom humanity. Yeah. And it's this idea that it's like uh it's amusing, if I may say so, <laughs> on the idea of like belief. Yeah, you know? yeah if you yeah. think about like to an extent if you think about like most of the laws that we have come from some form of belief system like yeah, back in Ten the day commandments, 10 the commandments, commandments stuff like yeah that. and even like if you look like at like stuff that's happening in the news and if you look at like what's on social media people will believe stuff when it's it's clearly fake news and that will kind of change their reality and i loved that the idea behind this was that this book is changing people's reality and is kind in, and is bringing these old ones in, and we already know that through the conversations and what's been happening that Sutter Kane has this effect on people. They keep saying it, and the next one, you know, in the mouth of madness, is going to be the final one. That's yeah. going to be what tips
0: it over. It's going to drive the world to that final kind. Yeah, the whole world's going to change because of it, or
1: and then you have the horror of knowing you destroyed this you think you're safe well actually no, no. you like it, you already delivered it like yeah yeah, yeah. it's already happened you can't und you can't undo it now yeah. all of your best efforts were just undermined completely without you being aware
0: it definitely it definitely felt like this is like as you said like john carpenter with consumerism and they live or you know the way he attacks uh, presents in in different ways different films tend to have some kind of little message that I think you find with John Carpenter that he's he's not just coming from, from a this is just the film. He's normally trying to put certain gaps into his films. Yeah. But the idea of religion with this one is definitely the idea of, I, I think, the negative effects that religion can have on people's perspectives in life. Kind of thing, yeah. I think it is right front and centre. That was the main thing that I took for it was the idea that he is pushing the idea that, you know, things like this, yes, fantastic that the books in some ways can bring people together and these things can bring yeah. people together but at the same time they can also divide people in the biggest of ways or change people in ways yeah. that other things can't quite do it the same way that maybe a religion does yeah think they seem to have like certain religions or certain ideas within a religion seem to divide and like uh well the world, even right now, still applies to that role of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's going on?
1: But it's a really weird thing, and then you get that cycle. You get like the cycle of now. I get the agent at the start because he's like, the book's already been released. I got to start fucking stopping people. Yeah, the so, films
0: almost out. Like the films almost yeah. in uh, post production or something. And it's like, the last, done that.
1: it's like the last efforts of this man to fucking don a trench coat and an axe and yeah. try and kill everyone who is buying and it before they read it comes back round to it, you know? that kind of yeah it comes that, back that round to kind of the of... idea that the agent was trying to kill him to stop him delivering it and now and... he's killing
0: people with the altered eye, the eyes yeah basically. the altered he eyes he kills the guy with the bleeding altered eyes that are like in the yeah <laughs> he just starts axing that bitch down he
1: <laughs> just and then
0: obviously he gets
1: fucking slammed up
0: but he knows where I guess like he knows where he's the only one that knows there and yeah then this is his descent back into the the madness that we've seen
1: and then we get the, you know, that's kind of when we get to the end of the scene. We've caught up with the story that he was telling at the yeah. start when he's in the he's in the cell, and we get like um, we get this really cool kind of like part on the radio that says, you know, um, he like people are starting to become more violent yeah. what's going on and then even one of the people even says to the main psycho like psychiatrist or even the guy who interviews him like oh do you read sir kane yeah it's yeah, really yeah. fucking like it spreads through word of mouth does, everyone's yeah. like Have you fucking read this book
0: it's in every like little bit or mentioned in every like little part It seems to just be a running kind of everything seems to be sir Cain in some way or everything seems to be about the book like you hear little teases on different yeah. parts um And then obviously that leads to, obviously, the end of the conversation, but also then the fact that in the middle of the night, something comes, the creatures come back or whatever they are to kill the people in the uh, psychiatric office or whatever, whatever part he's in, and then releases him so that he is free to go to the cinema. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) I love that bit where he's like, where he is walking through Effectively, like the empty streets of New York, like humanity's yeah. fucked, man. Everything's blue. Sir Kane's favorite color. Like everything's fucked, and he has now kind of been accepted. it He's like, well, it's I'm over. Ridiculous. Yeah. And then he goes to the film. He goes to see the film.
0: You know. But then the film is reliving him. It's yeah. him as it like it's He's reliving himself. So it's one of those bits where it could have been like it's the film, but it's like an actor playing basically what he was, but instead it's. We just see him, which then again just makes you question what the hell, what reality are we in? Because he keeps repeating, of, "This is reality." Is any it? of this happen? Like, has any of this actually happened? Did he ever even escape the town in the foot Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, do, I, like this is obviously the way that's again taken it. But there are many parts in the film, including the crash that happens earlier in the film before they've even kind of got to that part. They have yeah. like, the little crash where it's all kind of like they could have just died then that could have just been what happened they they yeah. never even made it this is all just made up in their brain or he's in a coma somewhere he's fucked up you know what i mean like there are so many different ways that you could take the way that this could have gone he got to the town but then actually it was not the way it was expected or, yeah you know what i mean or that he's still stuck in the town and he's still there and this is all just still part of his reality and this isn't actually the end of the world or it is the end of the world yeah <laughs> you know what i mean i feel <laughs> like there are several different ways that you could take it but with these kind of films, that those were all positive things. Those are things that it should be. These kind of films should be where you leave it, and you're like, I don't even fully know if I understood that completely. No. And lots of people would hate that, but it's it what fits. these films should be. And it's if you're doing something inspired by HP Lovecraft, then it's kind of what it should be. Because yeah. that doesn't make a lot of sense. To. No, I've read. If them. you've, I've if read, you've some. read, you know, if you yeah, if you've read some like parts, or even if you've heard of the types of story he you tells, you'd probably be aware that. Yeah, these things don't make sense. These creatures don't make sense. These are beyond the expectation of a reality. Yeah. They're meant to be outside of our reality and it's it's all very, you know, confusing in that way. And that's exactly what this kind of should be, because this is meant to be like a love letter to that, isn't it? Yeah, like, that's the know? idea.
1: I mean somebody once uh I'm not sure what it was, but I was watching a video and they they described like the way in which cosmic horror is is kind of supposed to be and they basically said like imagine if you got a chicken right and you and in a split second you gave it the sentience of a human yeah and you gave it the knowledge of everything that's ever happened to humanity And then, and it completely understood, like, it could understand what people were saying, it could understand that, like, people live in these systems, people, you know, have all of these societal norms and stuff like that, and then in the same split second, it went back to being a chicken and having the understanding of it, and it would be terrified... But it wouldn't know what exactly it's terrified of. But it's terrified of something bigger than itself. And it's it's a really weird analogy. But it kind (laughs) of helps you to be like, part of it you're not supposed to comprehend. It's supposed to speak to this kind of horror inside of you that you can't. Really put into words, you can only feel
0: like existential questions that are around us all the time. Why are we here? Is there a higher power? Is Robbie going to wake up with his nuts in a voice? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Like, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) These these are all those parts. To be fair with the chicken, I was literally expecting you to basically say that the second it realizes, understand, like. The second it gets a second to kind of take all of that in, it's like... It just snaps its neck. Yeah, it's just going to (laughs) kill... I'm off. That's what I mean. Like, literally, if you implanted that, I feel like the first thing they would do is like, this is fucked. Yeah. Just kill them. I'm off, mate. (laughs) Like, it just because you have to take that in. We, as humans, get many, many years in order to develop, understand, realise there's nothing we can do, go into depression, realise we can case that depression in small (laughs) moments of happiness... (laughs) And that's being an adult. <laughs> yeah, that's being an adult. You know, <laughs> and that that uh, I feel like that kind of wraps up. <laughs> I think it does. I mean, uh, <laughs> brings I mean, in a nice happy circle. Happy circle. I
1: mean, I'm pleased that we did that. We watched it so quickly because we did say literally like a couple of episodes are, ago. Yeah, I want to watch that.
0: There are many you know? films in the background. We are saying, yeah, we'll get round to that. Probably not. <laughs> no, this time we did it because I think. I mean, to be fair, John Carp is a slightly different deal, though, because we both love John Carpenter. We Carpens, both love, so, love the You know what I mean? So, if, if there is one we haven't seen, and I was kind of, like, looking and going, like, ah, oh, if there's certain John Carp's films, and actually, I'm surprised that I have, feel like I have seen the majority. I don't think I've seen all of the Escape from films. I don't think I've seen Escape all. from New really York, remember. Fox. Yeah, um, I don't think it's
1: LA's not as bad as people say it is, but it's kind of, it has, like, one awful moment, but you've got, like, <laughs> Steve Buscemi in it. You've got some okay stuff. It's nowhere near as bad as people say. That one particular scene is fucking awful, <laughs> and you'll know it. You'll watch it, and you'll be like, oh, "John, like, are you okay? <laughs>
0: what happened here?" Uh, I,
1: I, even, i I liked vampires as well. I thought that film fucked. I, I went it into right. uh, it. I went into it thinking it'd be really bad. Yeah. And then it was very weird, but but we had fucking James Woods, yeah, who I would yeah. not expect just being an absolute badass. <laughs> just like fucking people smoking cigarettes he was
0: you know? I, I, I could i still could not quite accept james woods as the <laughs> no. i think it was part of my problem was the fact they just didn't feel like to me you know i i, I see james woods and i just think pervert <laughs> that's exactly it like it
1: should have it should have been like kurt russell you know yeah
0: yeah that, it felt like it would have been but they were like who ah they, they don't want to do this at this point like who do we have James <laughs> oh, yeah, he's pretty okay. big, I guess. He did Videodrome like ten years ago. I guess he's alright. <laughs> yeah, we get it with his really long head. <laughs> <hat. laughs> I remember, yeah, I remember. I, it, it was, it was, alright to me. It was, it was kind of action packed, but it definitely was not one of his strongest to me. It didn't have the, didn't have the nice uh, context or more interesting themes in there. It kind of just felt, kind of like Ghost of Mars when you watch that one. Yeah, it, was it just kind different. of just felt a little bit like. And as I said, I don't hate Ghost of Mars. It just literally is basically. What it says, it's it's like weird people that run yeah. around Mars and throw stuff at the guys, and they have to run from it. And that's basically what no. the film is. Well,
1: he's back with uh, Suburban Screams or whatever it is.
0: That's like a that's like a documentary series. Docu drama. Docu drama. Yeah, it's it's where but he's, he's directing. Like... Has he dread, yeah, okay, and so. it
1: might, it might lure him I back. I think that's already out. I think because it's think on, on a random
0: it. network, so it's not like Netflix or anything like that. It's no. on a random American one, so you can just find it by searching. But um, we'll find it. Um, but, yeah, that one's just like real life horror stories that he's then
1: he's like adapting. You know, it's as like, they tell along. Um,
0: what is it, Night Watch or Crime Watch? Or yeah, whatever it's kind of like Crime Watch. Let's hope her. he doesn't get shot on his doorstep. Yeah. <laughs> Rip <Ripped> Gilando. <your> <laughs> we know who's been watching We're, certain Netflix yeah, We have,
1: we have um some sum up your thoughts on in the mouths of madness
0: i mean it it correctly to the right level kind of makes you confused about what's going on at points Mm -hmm. and that i'm not going to put that as a negative because i feel like that's what it does um i think it is a kind of film that you need to go in with the expectation and you need to be in the mindset And maybe that was the case. Maybe I wasn't fully in the mindset to be like, I want to watch a film that I understand what's happening. I'm not in the mood for a film right now that's like boggling my mind. But for some reason, I just, I think I just jumped right in one night. So I was just like, yeah, let's just go for it. And I think maybe I wasn't quite fully there to be like, okay, I've completely got this. But, you know, there were lots of scenes I like. As I said, I was just, I just, I just didn't quite feel the the tension of the film for me. And the, uh, And some of the, you know, the performances and stuff. And for me, it came down to, I often quite like when John Carpenter kind of builds kind of the characters. And although they were quirky and funny and things like that, I didn't really like, I really care too much for a lot of them. Mm. Um, And I would have actually liked almost more kind of more delving into Sutton Kane than we actually got kind of thing. But I get at the same time, he is kind of meant to be like this enigma at the same time. So it's yeah. kind of a, you know, it's, it's a balancing act with these kind of films. And I think there's lots of things that you like. And, and I understand why these films are always so divisive. And like, it, that's why it's kind of a mixed bag for me. I didn't like fully love it. Um, it's not one of my favourite of Carpenters kind of thing. But it is like, I did still think it was a, an enjoyable kind of watch a good like a a good film (laughs) yeah not a great
1: film (laughs) i i i really liked it i thought um i did think it was a a great film i thought It, it hit it tickled that spot of kind of like existential dread and like what's going on and kind of not really being able to comprehend it but watching somebody's kind of slow descent into madness as you kind of can't quite figure out like what's going on and he's doomed and that sort of stuff um i thought visually it looked it looked mostly good for the most part Mm -hmm. um i think carpenter has a very distinct style in terms of like the shots he uses the like the color palette he uses um i did think that some of the bits did come off as slightly hokey yeah. Um, that was the main word that was kind of running through my head, and predominantly like when he was kind of like running away from the old ones. Uh, but for the most part, I, th- I think I, I did. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it would definitely be one that I watch again. But I think uh, re- a repeated viewing will make me kind of think where it is in the in the Carpenter.
0: Yeah, I definitely echelon, think I need. You know? I would wa- I would still watch it again. I think I need to watch it again to yeah. feel like I can fully like decide on it that's why i'm kind of mixed right now yeah i don't know if maybe if i watched it again now that i've seen the whole thing play out maybe i'd pick up on things that actually i'm like oh i really like that or if i'd be like oh actually yeah that didn't work the way that yeah
1: yeah well we uh we got round two in the mouths of madness finally uh, as always, come and let us know your thoughts on the uh, John Carpenter 1994. I won't say classic, but I'll say cult classic. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at CMTH Podcast. Uh, remember to hit that subscribe button and please leave us a lovely review. You are, and we've already written it that you will leave us a lovely review. You can't get past it because it's already it's already there. You've already did it 17 months ago. Um, just remember to do it again.